Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, "What the f are you talking about? You insane Hollywood ass." So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch. $45 up front for 3 months plus taxes and fees. Promo for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi. Welcome to Black Ticulate, a podcast series featuring UK young black professionals where we find out how they do what they do so you can too. Or not. After all, it is your life. <laughs> hey guys, what's up? Welcome once again to another episode of Black Ticulate. You guys already know what it's about. It's about young UK black professionals where we try and find out exactly how they do what it is they do so you can too, right? And today's guest, today's episode is awesome. I think they're all awesome, aren't they? I mean, I'm not exactly going to get someone on who isn't awesome and I'm not going to definitely publish the content if it's not great. So rest assured, when, you, when you're on Black Articulate podcast, Black Excellence, trust, trust, trust. Okay, I'm being silly, but um, today's guest is amazing. His name is Asiko um, Nainjaman, but he's a London-based African art photographer. You guys should check out his Instagram whilst you're listening to the episode. It's Asiko which is spelled A-S-I-K-O underscore artist. Now the guy's killing it in the game, featured on quite a lot of publications, such as the Huffington Post, Vogue.com, CNN, BBC. And why am I name dropping all of that? Just to let you know that the guy is, he's making waves. And we sat down and just had a conversation, like a candid conversation on how he started, what he was even doing before, the best piece of advice he can give those who are also photographers looking to start on a similar journey. Well, hopefully it's valuable to you guys, or if not you, maybe there's potentially someone else that you might think would get a lot out of this episode. So please do share it. Please do comment, please do like, um, review, etc, etc, etc. So without further ado, I give to you Asiko. So guys, welcome to another episode of Black Articulate. I've got Adi, and I don't want to actually blast out your full name, I'll go by your alias, Asiko. I, I like that. Yeah? Is yeah. Asiko better? Yes. Am I saying that right? Or is it Asiko? Do we want to go Yoruba on this? Let's go Yoruba. Let's go. <laughs> okay, okay. Asiko. Asiko. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nice. And you are Yoruba, right? Yes. Um, do you speak it? Um, yes. Uh, so I speak a bit of Yoruba, but I'm not very good. Okay. But um, Why is that? You, you know how our, sometimes I find with some of our parents, they, they don't speak Yoruba to us. They speak English. And right. somehow they expect us when we're older to be able to speak Yoruba. But I'm like, you guys didn't teach me. So <laughs> how, how does that work? Um, yeah. So I, I've kind of heard over the years, I've heard things about Yoruba. And so I can speak, 
but it, I feel it doesn't sound right. Yeah. And I can write as well. Oh, wow. Um, you can yeah. write? Yeah. That's impressive. Sometimes even with the right tone marks and stuff. I'm impressed. All right, guys. So that voice you hear is a sequel. Now, I'm going to throw it to you like I do with all my guests. For those who don't know who you are, hit us. Give us anything you want and then we'll just roll from there because you know the same okay. conversation. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, so I'm a, a conceptual art photographer, whatever you might want to call it. And my work revolves around um, my culture and my heritage. And I find that I'm more drawn to women. So I'm more about showing uh, women of color in a beautiful light. Um, I'm also exploring my culture. And for that, I mean, you know, I'm doing uh, a series now on women and adornments. Uh, some of the stuff we wear, which is uh, very culturally, aesthetically beautiful. Yeah. So I'm looking at jewelry. I'm looking at skin markings, how people of color adorn their skin. It could be tattoos. Or it could be natural, right. or it could be artificially uh, put on. So yeah, just work. women, yeah. I will. Okay, guys, because we can do multiple things because it is auditory. I really highly recommend looking at um, Asiko's work. So you can find it. Just jump on Instagram. I believe it's A S I K O mm-hmm. underscore artist. Yes. Yes. Guys, check it out because they really are beautiful, beautiful photographers. Thank you. Thanks, And um, we're going to obviously try and dive deeper to how he's really started to amass followings and uh, the likes of basically his route to becoming a really, really renowned um, professional photographer. But let's talk about that then first. Sure. Cool. Because you said a lot of your work is about exploration within that. Mm-hmm. So hit me. Family, background, how did you grow up? Where did you grow up? So I grew up in Nigeria till I was about 16, 17. Um, in my opinion, I lived a sheltered Nigerian life. What does um, that mean? You're not on the street. Okay. Your parents drive you or they have a driver that drives you from school to um, the house yeah. to maybe your friend's place. You don't really experience Nigeria. You are sheltered you mm. don't really know what's going on per se um so i wasn't really interested in my culture and my heritage in fact i was more drawn to western culture okay. um so you know the kind of films i would watch the kind of stuff i would be involved in would be more towards that way um i think in nigeria i think I, I wouldn't say this is always the case, but I think, you know, kids, you know, want to be American, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So even people start speaking with American accents who've never left the country. <laughs> uh, so it, 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 we, we idolize those sort of cultures, which is interesting. Um, I, I can't say which way is better or not, but I mean, my journey was that. And then I moved to England in right. 17. And Pardon? Do you know why? why do you um, know? Yeah, universities. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You, so the drama with universities. Like... Yeah. So as soon as I finished, I think a month later, my parents are like, "You're going to England." I'm like, "Huh? <laughs> <laughs> like, You're going to England?" <laughs> right. I have no say, really. Yeah. Come on, get on the plane, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I ended up in England. Um, I lived with my uncle. So I, my parents weren't really even around here. So I kind of had to find my way in England and 
that was a bit of a challenge. Yeah. Completely different culture, completely different way of thinking. For sure. It's quite a hard thing for a kid who's still trying to find himself and his place in the world when you come to England. So it was quite challenging, especially the first two years. Big culture shock. Did you, uh, how did you pronounce your name and stuff? Was that? Oh. <laughs> so basically, I'm now called Ade. My real full name is Adebola. Adebola? But yeah. But I just called because I heard Adebola and all sorts of stupidness. Yeah. Yeah. Um, obviously, look, um, some of the people I was with um, weren't really exposed to Africans as much, or they were. But they thought Africans were backward and all of that, right. which is not the case. Of course. Um, of course. So, so um, you came to England to study. What yeah. was it? What so I came to do my A-levels. Uh, so I did um, in science-y stuff. So I was in chemistry. <laughs> the way you say that, <laughs> science-y stuff. Yeah, Clearly you, know. you didn't have a love for that from the beginning. Parents? Yeah, of course. Of course. Uh, look, when I, was, when I was a kid, I used to draw. Okay. And I, I wanted to even start painting. I used to do sketches and all of that. And I would draw comics and everything because I was a really big comic geek when I was younger. And my parents saw my comics and they shredded them. No, yes. really? Yes. Ah. So that put a stop to that creative outlet for me. So, you know, I thought, okay, I should obviously do what's you know, a more professional thing. So I came here, went to, um, wanted to do medicine. Um, I went to shadow a doctor in a hospital. Okay. And the dude worked 70 hours. I was like, screw that. I'm not doing that. I have, I had no interest in the first place, but yeah. I'm not sacrificing 70 hours of my life yeah, yeah. to this. It doesn't interest me. Uh, so I went down the pharmacy route, did a degree in chemistry um, in Brighton, did a second degree, a master's in, in bioinformatics, which is more um, technology and basically using technology to solve uh, genomic or genetic problems. Okay. Bioinformatics? Uh, yeah, bioinformatics. So I did that I mean, anyone of... listening who's a bioinformatic professional, please holler at me. I would have known about that life. No, you don't. I don't know? No, you don't. <laughs> okay. it, it, it's geeks sitting in front of a PC writing hard code that will do stuff, which is which affects things and really helps. Um, so imagine one of the big things of bioinformatics and that whole thing is looking at your gene sequence, looking at your genetic makeup, and from there telling the sort of diseases that you're likely to have. The hereditary stuff. Yeah. So hereditary or predictive yeah. and say, and pr preparing you for it. So it could be you take certain drugs or, you know, a medicine might work for one person, but it won't work for the no, other person true. based on their genetic makeup. So it's about all of that. that. Yeah, exactly. God, that's not easy. No, it's not. But, and that's why you were like, forget it. <laughs> it's not my life. I mean, I did stuff in that world and I worked in the pharmaceutical world. Yeah, so, okay, so tell me. Um, this is what I've got so far. Obviously, mm. born in Niger, you're sheltered. Um, you weren't no area boy, that's for sure. <laughs> 17 to 18, you came down, did A-levels. You shadowed a doctor. You're like, not for me, but mm. still to please your parents who sent you down here. You still followed a sort of medicine or medical route. Mm -hmm. Then... What like what did you study? Which uni and like what was your oh, first job? So uh, I did um, 
so there's a chemistry degree and then the bioinformatics. bioinformatics. Then I got a, my first job working for GSK. So I worked for okay. pharmaceutical companies, GSK, Roche, Novartis, kind of traveled around. So I, was, I lived in Switzerland, lived in Belgium, worked okay. for Jan, Johnson & Johnson. Well, their pharmaceutical wing is called Janssen. So I've worked in quite a few places. So right now... Um, so when I pause you for a second, you clearly, I want to say capable, I know you're capable of doing anything, but how do you get those positions? Because these are sought after companies, aren't they? And like, um, I, I think uh, I, was, I was working. It was a career, so right. I pursued that. Um, I picked up photography uh, 2007 or so. Right, okay. And I started taking photographs, and it was actually in between jobs. I had like a month off. Right. And I got a digital camera my mum bought me over Christmas. Started taking photos, I think, in March around that time. And just couldn't stop. And it just evolved. And then people were like, oh, can you come and shoot my wedding? And I thought, that's a bit weird. Why would I shoot your wedding? But they were willing to pay. So I was like, well, it's, <laughs> if anything happens, uh, well, obviously... <laughs> I'm not. I'm, I'm. I hope the person who actually hired me is not listening. Yeah, yeah. they were cheapskates. <laughs> were they? <laughs> yeah, because really, you're you're gonna pay somebody who has not really that much experience yeah, to yeah. shoot your wedding, which is kind of a big. And at the end of it, uh, they they weren't happy with some of the images. Yeah, because I just started. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I've got no portfolio yeah. to say that I could do well, this. I mean, it was great in a way because that kind of brought great experiences for me, um, and I learned. So I started shooting weddings, but I, I wouldn't say I was even really shooting weddings. I was just shooting everything. Right. I shot landscapes, everything. And I think that's important. And when, you're doing this in between whilst you had like months, months, you know, all Yeah, so like, no, I'd, st I'd gone back to work. Yeah. So I was shooting as I was working, and, oh. you know, just having two careers. Do you know, that's quite telling of it, particularly like us, our generation, and just like the diasporans that will have multiple hats yes. simultaneously, especially one where it's more of a creative pursuit for ourselves, and then one that is almost more sturdy or stable job for our parents. It's funny that, right? It's, so that's interesting. So this mirrors in Nigeria. Oh, does it? So not, not in the way <laughs> you're thinking. So don't get carried away. So in Nigeria, everybody is a hustler. Mm. So they have their nine to five, but they have their side gigs. Might not even be one. We're talking about two or three. Right. Side, side gigs. But those are about making money. So we're here. We think about passion and drive and those things that will stimulate us mm -hmm. in Nigeria. Now, this is not all the cases because yeah, in, there's some Nigerians who are going down. I want to do something that inspires me. I want to do something that... Uh, breaks boundaries or makes a change in the world and there's some people that do that but quite a few people the side hustle is about the money the nine to five is about more security i know this is coming in the side hustle is and you know in nigeria we're quite aspirational so we just don't want the money that comes from the paycheck we need more to be able to do more to be able to buy a house cash down or buy a car cash down as opposed to trying to get finance for it so in Nigeria, it's different. The pursuit of passion is not very ingrained in who we are. Yeah. Uh, but in England, I think sometimes because we're, we're becoming more self-aware. So in being self-aware, 
we're like, okay, I want to do something which inspires me. Yeah, I've got a nine to five and that's great, but I want to do something inspired. Or if you're lucky and what you started with is your passion and that becomes your nine to five. And there, as they say, you never work a day in your life. Okay, I like the way we almost transition and quite nicely. You've done this before, I think. No, I haven't. <laughs> no, I haven't. Uh, so let's speak really now about this passion that's now becoming obviously your nine to five. How did it really truly begin? I know you said you're doing photography like in between whilst working for these um, mm. big corporations. And then your first paid gig was someone who said, take a picture or pictures for my wedding. How did that come about? Like, where did they see you? How did they know you did this? Oh, so I guess back then, yeah, it was, um, that was, actually, I think that was a recommendation. They hadn't okay. seen, yeah, it was somebody knew, so, oh, your friend takes pictures. But I think over the years, people have seen my work through, it began as a social um, kind of photography blog. Uh, okay. Called Shutter Chance. It was back in Shutter the, Chance. Yeah, I know. Nice. Does it still exist? Yeah, I know. No, well, I think it does, okay. but I'm not on there anymore. But that was the first place where a group of Nigerians. So there's a guy called Jide Alakija. He's a very well-known um, wedding photographer in Nigeria and around the world. He shoots big weddings. So we all kind of started taking photos there, and we'd put our photos on there, and we'd um, we, we'd critique each other's photos. So it's kind oh, of nice. a good photo community uh, there. So um, we started out and then loads of people used to come on there and see photographers and kind of source photographers yeah. from there. Yeah, that um, and then I left there. I don't even know why I left, but I just, I, it didn't interest me. So I had my own blog. I got bored of blogging. I don't like blogging. It's boring. Um, <laughs> the, the idea that I have to go and waffle about stuff and I think the problem I have with blogging is you have to think, oh, this is a picture I'm going to put up. This is the stuff I'm going to say. Yeah. I find that boring. The idea to sit down to do that, it doesn't work in my brain. So the only place I blog, well, it's called a micro blog right now, is on Instagram. Yeah. But it works for me because, oh, I've shot something not longer. Oh, this is an interesting image. Okay. Um, oh, I want to say this. I want to say this stuff on inspiration or passion or whatever. It's very on the go. Right. Whatever happens, happens. If people don't like it, that's, that's the only way I can find to kind of talk about who I am or talk about my experiences. So you think Instagram is an easier way for you it's to... Right. Yeah. For me, it works. I, you know, people, oh, you have to be on Pinterest, this, that. that. I haven't got time. Yeah. I just really... <laughs> I, so I decided Instagram was the only thing I was going to work on. People think I'm on, I have stuff on Facebook, right. but my Instagram links into my Facebook, links into right. Twitter. Instagram is kind of where I just... That's your first route, that's your home. Okay, interesting. So I now am sort of getting this, this platform that was for wedding photographers and then there was recommendation. Mm. Now, where did... I mean, if you can almost give me the story, it would be amazing. Where did it become where you were like, oh... I am now actually a professional photographer as opposed to an amateur one <laughs> where I now can actually officially quit my job to pursue this. And how's that conversation with your parents as well? I'm sure. <laughs> okay, let's do the parents one first. Um, yeah. So I think I wasn't in any rush to change. Okay. Uh, because of a few experiences. So uh, 
there was, I was working in Belgium, came back from Belgium, and I said, okay, I put some money together for me to live for about a year. Wow. You're earning that peas in Belgium, boy. <laughs> no, I was contracting. I, 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 and I miss contracting. <laughs> Seriously, it was great. Yeah. And I mean, living out there, my expenses weren't as much as London. Yeah. I went out there with my wife. Okay. Um, but it still wasn't as expensive as London was. London is expensive. London is expensive. So when I came back, I thought, you know what, Adi, quit your job. You're ready. And I carried my big head and I quit my job. Well, I was looking for another contract, but I decided, no, I'm going to put, put that on hold mm. and I'm going to do photography for a year. And I did it. And it sucked. <laughs> it sucked a lot. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and, 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 why? And it, why did it suck? It sucked because one, I wasn't ready. Right. I thought I was. Two, you know when you have big dreams and big aspirations and they don't pan out and that can emotionally affect you. It was a really, it was a, quite a really challenging time in my life that I feel I might, I'm just kind of getting out of. And this was about two, three years ago. Right. Um, so I was chasing work, right? My portfolio wasn't where it should be. And now I know that, but then I didn't. I thought, oh, I know how to take pretty pictures. Oh, this is great. So I was chasing work and people weren't coming to me. And I was chasing work and some people were hiring me fine. But I was doing stuff I wasn't interested in doing. And I'm not saying that you're always going to get stuff you're interested in doing. But I was doing like really crappy stuff. People weren't coming to me and asking for my ideas and my voice as a photographer. So, you know, I'd be doing, oh, please let me shoot your family portraits. Well, it wasn't like that. Yeah, no. But I put these adverts out. And, ah, you know, where? Oh, yeah, so I was trying Facebook. Okay. Uh, you know, Facebook adverts and stuff like that. And, you know, I put all these posters here and my wife was helping me. What does she do? Uh, so she's in marketing and PR. So she does. Amazing. Yeah. So she's, she's very smart. She's, she's what I call my secret weapon that I haven't fully, I haven't fully harnessed how good that secret weapon is when it comes to my career. Um, I'm still just understanding, but she, so she's the person I'll give an idea and she'll like explode. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. 
To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. And then it becomes this other thing, which is great. I need to get her on black ticket. Like yeah, I, I, she, she's a lot better talker than I am. <laughs> she's a lot better talker than I am. So, so we, uh, so, yeah. So, um, I was chasing work and I was getting depressed. And I was unhappy. Um, I was shooting stuff I wasn't interested in shooting. And, I wasn't creating anymore because I was really in a bad place. I wasn't actually able to create anymore. So I was like, screw this. I'm going back to work. Oh. And I went back to work and it was the best move I ever made. For me, I know, I now understand the kind of person I am. I'm very, you know, some people say, oh, you, you must go and, you know, photography is not always going to be romantic. And fine, it's not always going to be. But there has to be a strong romantic element to it. I have to be able to create the stuff that's interesting and important to me. My portfolio back then was just, oh, nice picture, nice picture, nice picture. What else does it say? Nothing. But the kind of person that I am, I wanted to say something. I just don't want to create nice pictures. So I didn't really understand. I have to start doing projects. I have to start chasing the things that, you know, shoot about the things that you're interested in, as opposed to, Oh, it's a nice picture of a girl. Oh, you can take pictures. You know how to light. You know how to this. Any any person can do that. Yeah, that kind of reminds me. I don't know. Do you know who Neil Gaiman is? Neil Gaiman's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Okay, there you go. So you, Neil Gaiman's... You must have heard his commencement speech. Do so great art. I, yes. So I heard that... Uh, where was I? Where was I? Oh, Adi, where were you? I think I just moved back okay. and I started a new job. This was... After my photography bad period, so I just, I, I I was working. When you say new job, you mean like pharmacy? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, not photography. Um, this was after my stint of working for myself as so a photographer. Yeah. So I got a job, and I don't know how I came across it, but it was on YouTube. Fantastic. So the things I started to listen to, it started building up all these other things I could listen to, mm. and that started to inspire what I actually put on my Instagram yeah. about inspiration about because you've reminded me I need to go and listen to that again because there's a lot of content in there for me to talk I was about. I say because your work or rather your <clears throat> the words attached to your image on Instagram mm. is very similar to a lot of these sort of lifestyle gurus might not be a word they mm. want to ever label themselves as but mm. certainly people who inspire others. Yeah. Because I like the fact that you know you talk about legacy should be greater than your currency about the whys, your why really ought to be rooted. Yeah. And there's all these people that I listen to that when I do look at your work mm. and especially the caption that accompanies mm. it, I'm like, I bet I'm gonna have to ask Ebe, I bet he's I bet he's about that life too. So <laughs> I, I, I'm I'm getting my inspiration. So on Sunday, um I go to a church called Holy Trinity and on Sunday, um a very interesting man was speaking about the why and that just inspired some of the content i put out this week you know the why is important yeah. it's not just about 
you know, I want to do this. Why do you do it? And then it didn't say, I remembered the uh, lens. Le oh God, this guy, he gave this very important TEDx talk about the why. Oh, it's going to bug the hell out of me. Um, I, I know who you're talking about. Uh, it's a very... Simon Sinek. Yes. And he's actually going to be speaking at our church. No. In May. No way. Yeah. He's, I'm quite excited to, uh, to hear. Let me know. I'd love to see yeah. him on a plane. Uh, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, Simon Sinek about the whys and how great leaders eat last. And, exactly. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I come across things like this and then they inspire all sorts of other things. So uh, it, could be, it could be a sentence in there. It could be the whole um, whatever they've talked about. And that inspired. And sometimes it's not even that I will start talking about that stuff that week might be weeks later yeah, no, then okay. it clicks something i see something i see a word somewhere and it and then i start writing so my notepad on my iphone is filled with my gibberish <laughs> about the stuff that i'm gonna put out and i do a lot of that while i'm walking or you know just around or, or wherever um yeah so i want to bring this into because <clears throat> i want people who are listening obviously they know you're phenomenal and now they can actually see your work as well so guys really truly check his instagram account but Start advising if you possibly can, because you've, you've alluded to the fact that you weren't happy doing work that others wanted you to do. Mm. You start to understand yourself and your ambitions and passions as to why. So mm. you started creating work that was about what you wanted to say. Now, how did that start where people started coming to you? What were these? Was there a shift? Was there a catalyst? Could you see? Yeah, it, it, it's, hard to dis it's hard to say if there was a specific point right, okay. I, I can't so there was no tipping point I don't feel um, so when I went back to work there were a few things one I decided okay you know what I need to start creating stuff which is important to me two I haven't got time anymore to create random nonsense or shoot random nonsense I, I had a 9 to 5 I'm also married so the time I have left is my wife, photography, and you know, just hanging out with friends and doing other stuff. So it had to be a lot more structured, and that's something I'm learning to do. I, you know, it's even till now, three years on, I'm still jostling with how to manage my time properly. So I decided, you know, I, I need to start shooting stuff which is important, and maybe I'll not do any commercial work except it's going to pay me well. If if it's not going to pay me well, I'm not even going to do it. So apart from saying, okay, I now need to start uh, shooting stuff which is interesting to me so I can be fulfilled as a person. Because I'd walk away from, a, lo a lot of times when I'd shoot at that time, I'd come home and my wife would say, oh, how did the shoot go? Mm. One, because I wasn't creating a story. I was just shooting pictures. But creating a story made it more important, made it more relevant. So I started to do that and that, and obviously there's a time constraint of, well, I can't just shoot randomly anymore. I now need to start making a story. And that's actually hard to do. That's taken like a few years to actually start to craft who I am. And also it came at a time where I was exploring my culture and I had a bigger appreciation for my culture as opposed to when I didn't. So that started to seep into the work. And I'm brilliant. Okay, let's get some nitty gritties now. Let's get some processes and tools. Oh, so someone who's just started, 
what would be the best advice you can give them? I mean, does it even As matter? As a photographer? Yeah. Does it even matter to go to photography educational institutes? No, I just quit. Quit now. Quit now. <laughs> quit now. <laughs> quit now. It's nasty. Oh quit my God. now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no. Um, so the thing about the photography world that I found, um, you have to have a voice. Right. You might not even be technically brilliant. It's good to learn. I, I think the technicality, so having a good, a decent camera, you don't have to have a high spec camera, have a decent camera, understand lights, understand, like back then, I used to just watch how light fell on a person's face, watch the shadows, okay. just even looking at that and then making mental pictures. How would I actually shoot this person? It became the kind of second nature, but initially I started to make the effort to see how that worked. Um, Understanding lights, understand, you have to understand all those technical things, but people feel those technical things are the thing. No, 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 no. In photography, those technical things open the door. They're the first thing you should learn. That's where your journey actually just begins. Right, the technical aspects. So the technical aspects are the beginning. But I, I feel people think, oh, what sort of camera? Oh, the lights is this. No, that's just the beginning. That's what opens the door as a photographer. Then understanding how to craft stories, understanding how to work with models and understanding um when you say that do you mean relationship relationship so okay. relationship building is huge um for me uh when i meet the creatives i'm working with you have to start building good relationships with uh makeup artists stylists creative directors art directors um you will learn a lot from all these people as well and they will feed into you know, who you are. Mm -hmm. So I can kind of art direct as a photographer. You know, I can direct a whole shoot, I can put a shoot together, and I do that. And it's a service I offer to some clients as well. Right. So I will take care of your shoot and we can work together, but I can help you take care of the shoot and make it work. And people, because they've seen my work, so they see what I can do. So they're more open to allowing me to creatively craft their brand. So technically, yes, know exactly how a camera operates. You need like, to know that. All but the that's nuances, the, the shutter yeah, speed, but that's the, the beginning. Stuff. So that's the beginning. Yeah. But anything you do, and I think I like what you really mentioned, it's all about ensuring that you have that story. Have a story. Have, make sure you put whoever you are into those images. Okay, let's speak more about that because you're a black man, manager. Let's not be around the bush. Mm -hmm. We're now in London. Mm. the actual art world and the photography world is heavily saturated to cut through I think being black is a positive but do they only ever when I say they you know what I'm talking about you're both out here <laughs> <coughs> those of you who are Yoruba know what I'm talking about and those of you who aren't Yoruba you still know who I'm talking about do they do you pigeonhole how is this to your advantage or I guess advantage? some people or do you might... even do you care about that no, you don't so I used to worry about my work being filled with black models or with models of color. So might be somebody from even not that's not black or not African, um, could be Indian. I used to worry that my portfolio would be filled with that. I don't give a shit anymore. Right. Sorry, are we allowed to swear on this? Yeah, yeah. Oops. Yeah, yeah. Okay, fine. No, right. I'll, put, I'll put an E, e. make it explicit. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just but you want to tell you my story. In order to, I, I don't, I'm, that means I'm conforming and not shooting what is relevant to me. 
that means I'm thinking, ooh, hmm, what are they looking for? Oh, I need to craft my stuff. No, I'm not interested in that anymore. The goal for me is actually to be more honest because I don't feel I'm fully there yet. Okay. To be more honest about who I am in the work. Um, so, you know, if I'm, if I'm shooting somebody who's completely nude in a certain position, am I worrying about how others are going to perceive that? And, that's, and I feel that's actually a life journey. Yeah. I need to be completely honest with what story I'm putting out there. And that's where I'm, my focus is. So I'm not caring so much about how people, you know, oh, is he pigeonholed or is he a black photographer? Does he only shoot black models? I don't only shoot black models. Mm. But my narrative, a lot of my narrative revolves around my culture, my heritage. I'm black. So it's going to come. So yeah. Naturally, yeah. Okay. We, we can literally speak forever, but I want you to almost, if you possibly can, I'll give you almost like, you know Jerry Springer? Have you ever watched it? Jerry Springer, where he has his final thoughts. and then he just I'm gets. looking at you right now, just <laughs> approvingly. Jerry friggin' Springer. Okay, because I want to give some light. I thought you were refined. <laughs> Fine. Okay, true. Final that. thoughts. But I just want to give you the free reign. Like, what is it that you wish you knew? Just starting. So anyone who's listening, they're like, okay, this is, albeit it's obviously um, Asiko's um, route, doesn't necessarily mean it's going to work for me, but it'll still be good to understand the landscape. Okay. There are so probably quite a few things. Um, okay. There's no magic bullet. There's none. So people need to stop thinking there's a path. There's no path, especially in the creative industry. Um, the big thing, one of the big things in the past two, three years is networking. Not, social media is great. But networking physically when you meet people, and um, people need, we need to get up out of our, you know, little creative holes that we are and go out and meet the world. Um, we will meet people who can help shape our careers or help us to new levels. So physically networking and speaking to people really does help. Um, uh, create from within. I think that's huge. Um, don't, uh, yeah, don't, don't follow trends or conform. Just, yeah. Right. So, I never felt I was part of the art world. This was years ago. Yeah. I always felt like I was outside looking in. When I started to network and meet people and show them what I do. Now, some of them found my work through Instagram, which I'm quite fortunate about. Right. Um, Would you recommend that to every photographer? To what? Instagram. Instagram. Oh God, if you're a photographer and you're starting out or you're mid-level and you're not on Instagram, you're missing a big trick. Really? Wait, it's, it's, it, there is, I'm not even using it to the best of my ability. Okay. Because, yes, people come to me for work, but I haven't even found a way to properly monetize it. And there is a way. So, I, I, um, Instagram, you should be on Instagram. Yeah. There's no doubt. Because you do hashtag quite a bit. Yeah, so I hashtag quite a bit. Now, some people have told me off. Some people, <laughs> some people said, go on. I don't know what the rules are, but it's such a, it's such an involuntary action now for me to hashtag. And I'll have a copy and paste within my notepad. You just slam it in there. Sometimes some words are wrong, but because I haven't read through. <laughs> see, I don't, I don't read my stuff when I write it. Right. So my wife will come and say, wow. You really, I thought you went to school to speak English, but so I don't, I, yeah, I make mistakes in there, but because I'm doing it on the fly, mm. I'm like, ooh. And it's human. Yeah. And I, and 
I my posts are supposed to go up at three, so I'll put it on Heat Suite. I'll put it on Heat Suite, and then when it's three o'clock, now the three o'clock thing, I I put it up at different times over the past. Um, this was about two three years ago. I put it at different times, and I found three o'clock works for some strange number. Okay. Yeah, I think it is the right time to put it up. Okay. Um. So. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, apologies. We derailed, but this yeah, is a conversation. We I derail yeah, a lot. Yeah, sorry, that's, sorry. That's I really derail a lot. But you were saying you felt like you're an outsider looking in so and I networking. Felt, so when I started networking and showing people my work, then people started responding to me and people started inviting me to things and people started engaging with me. So create the work that's important. Make that really important. Shoot from the heart. But you have to network that stuff. So two ways, obviously, through Instagram and social network. And then physically, start going to art shows. Start um, Find out where art people go. You know, Do they go to some uh, um, exhibition opening or cafe? Or is there a networking event? When you start talking to people and meeting, oh, this is what I do. Oh, you know, my work is about this. And blah, blah, blah. And people like it when your work is about something not that oh i shoot pretty pictures of landscapes no one cares yeah. no one cares yeah. the work has to be about something it has to um has to emotionally draw people in i found when i started talking about my work that it's about something it's about this about that and this is who i am and that's how it fits people actually i want your card they haven't even seen the work yet and they're like they're asking yeah it's rooted in that meaning. No, I'm with you. Amazing. So I always do this with all my guests, and I'm going to do something new as well. You're going to be the first one to test this one out. I'm going to do a couple of light fire questions. You ready? Oh, <laughs> I don't think fast or... <laughs> okay, you've got to. All right. Would you rather your child be either beautiful or smart? Smart, but then smart. I want you beautiful go. as well. Come on. <laughs> Would what would you spend your last five pounds on Earth on in this current climate where five pounds doesn't get you a lot? Huh? Would what, I, yeah, if you've got five pounds to spend it, what would you spend it on? I don't know, a muffin. I guess you know, a muffin or something. Brilliant. Because if I'm gonna go out, I might as well have that pr- that muffin. I like yeah, it. that muffin, the, the blueberry one, the blueberry one. Okay, and if not for photography, what would you want people to know you for? A good man. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, oh, that question is loaded. Um, yeah, a, a good man, uh, somebody who loves his wife, somebody who the things stands up for the things he believes in. And I think, I think being a man in this current generation of time is actually hard um i think as men we don't stand up and we don't we're not real with ourselves we we put on a lot of masks and a lot of shields uh and we're not really real with ourselves there's a lot to unpack there so i'll just stop i feel like we have to get you another time if that's okay yeah yeah so in a year's time say for instance we get you back what should we expect what can we expect oh um I'm supposed to be doing my plan for next year, and I haven't, and I've been told off by my wife. Oh, I, want, I, I would love to have another solo exhibition. I just had my first one in October. Uh, no, yeah, October. I'd love to have another one. I'd love my work to really 
get out there and I would love to create the projects that I've been thinking about um, this year. I want to really create them next year. So I want a lot of, I guess, more engagement with my work. I guess, yeah. Well, guys, if you're listening and you can help Asiko with that, you've got a gallery and you're looking for amazing photographers, specifically, you know, with African context as well, like Nigerian, West African, do get in touch. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to get better myself each time I do these interviews, but if there's any questions that I blatantly should have asked and I didn't, obviously, you know how to get in touch with me in the usual channel, so please do. And when I do get Asiko back on, we shall definitely do this. Um, and last but not least, is there anything you want to just finish off with? If you've got a life motto, a little sign up, a little drop the mic. I don't do that. You don't drop the mic. <laughs> no, I don't do that. Well, guys, everybody have, does it. So well, via <laughs> your Instagram account, how, how else can they find you then? Uh, so um, my site is asico.co.uk. Um, um, but I think if you want to kind of follow a lot of what I'm doing or what I'm up to, I think my Instagram, Asiko underscore artist, is a very good place it's to find me. Um, yeah, so. Okay. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure, and we definitely have to thank have you, you so back. much. No, thank, thank you so much. You. And uh, guys, stay tuned for another episode of Black Ticulate. You already know what to do share, comment, review, like, 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 spread the love. And um, I'll see you on the other side. Have a great day. Peace. Hey guys, how we doing? How did you find the episode? Was it any good? Was it insightful? Or more specifically, did it give you any advice on how to get you started on their profession? If not, by all means, please hound us. And if you yourself are able to teach us what it is you do and how you do it, then please get in touch. You can get in touch by contact at blackticulate.com. Hope you have a great day and we'll see you on the next episode of Black Ticulate. Take care. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.